evening, everybody. I'm Mark. And I'm Britton. And today, we are going to watch a very, very special movie. <laughs> All right, so the movie is called The Thing. Maybe you've heard of it. You probably haven't. Uh, it's like we're such hipsters. Like, we knew this movie before. It was cool. Um... Well, let's just get started, because there is a special reason for why I chose this movie, um, and you'll probably hear more about this in the coming weeks, uh, but as of right now, I am scheduled to leave for Antarctica on Tuesday, July 4th. Um, July? Oh, I'm sorry, January 4th. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> Uh, oh, I missed my flight. Damn it. I missed my window then. Um, so yeah, I'm supposed to be going down to the South Pole for research, um, to do weather and everything like that. Uh, as of the time of this recording, um, the uh, mission is a go. They want me down there. The only thing that can fuck me is COVID. So cross my fingers that it doesn't fuck me. Yeah, and, again. Yeah, like it's happened before. So, uh... So let's 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 talk about the movie now because the thing takes place in an Antarctic research station, mm -hmm. which is in a place kind of where I'm going to be working, kind of. Oh, kinda. I think mine's a little bit more, a little bit more fancy <laughs> and a little bit less spooky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you just give us a brief overview of about what the thing is about? So, uh, the movie stars a one, it has a, actually a lot of stars in it. It has, uh, Kurt Russell, Keith David, and, and the late, great Wilford Brimley. Just without the mustache. Yeah, his trademark mustache, but presumably still having his trademark diabetes. Like, I think that, um, I think that from the moment he stopped filming this movie, he was like, you know what? I'm gonna grow me a mustache. And then uh, he just never stopped. Yeah, it, it just kept growing. He fed it. You know, he gave it uh, protein and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it took over his pancreas, which is why, you know. Yeah, of course. But, uh, you know, they're in a uh, South American research station. Where South American? So, uh, South African. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, Antarctic research okay. station. Uh, where you know, they're kind of doing their own they don't, we, don't, we never really figure out what they're researching well you know it's a it's a station so they're probably just maintaining things through the winter because it's yeah. the first week of winter and uh there's this dog uh, that's kind of running away uh being pursued by these norwegian gentlemen uh who are shooting at it mm -hmm. and they they kind of run up into the base and lose their shit and shoot one of uh one of the americans uh, trying to kill the dog, but uh, they, they, they don't make it. yeah, they don't make it. And uh, you know, pretty much from there, it's a, uh, it's almost a who's done it with a parasitic alien. It to me is because uh, like the dog. Uh, oh, spoiler alert! The dog is this alien, and yeah. it's uh, an alien that can mimic other um, other life forms mm -hmm. as long as it has enough time together. And uh, the the research people, they figure it out, and they come to the conclusion that one of them, at least, is this thing. And they don't know who it is. And to me, this is the... Uh, this is one of the best, I'm going to say, horror movies ever made. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because it's, it's not a horror movie that is big on... Uh, jump scares or anything like that. It is a movie that is more based on paranoia and fear yeah, and pure tension. Yes, exactly. And um, the first time I saw this, I remember being kind of uh, on the edge of my seat the entire time. And I will also say again, if you haven't seen the thing, stop watching this right now and watch it. It's a 1982 yeah. Kurt Russell, uh, John Carpenter joint. Um, and uh, not the new one, which is also called The Thing from 2011 with uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead or whatever her name is. Yeah. Um, which, w it wasn't bad, but it did not, it did not capture the lightning in the bottle that the first one Well, had. technically, this is a technically a remake of The Thing from Another World. Oh yeah, from the 50s. Yeah, so don't watch that one either. Um, watch this one, because this one is fantastic, and, uh, it also has, even though I said it, this movie wasn't big on jump scares, it does actually have, I think, the best jump scare in the entire history of motion pictures. I'm not gonna tell you exactly when, um, but I think Britain knows when it is. Is it, uh... During the best scene. 
Oh, there, there's a lot of good scenes. During the scene that we were watching, I said this is probably the best scene in the movie. Uh... No, he doesn't know. I, I don't remember. Like, there, there are so many good scenes in that, that movie. So many good scenes, so many one-liners. Like, I don't want to... Like, I'm going to, you know, point it to you, the... Yeah. I'm uh, pantomiming. I also don't think he understands. I, I have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> you know, they... Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like doing all these pantomimes over here. But yeah, I would consider it to be the best jump scare because... Uh, it, it does come out of nowhere. And also, at this point, they have effectively built the tension up to uh, such a high degree that as soon as it is broken, it is, uh, it is such a... Uh, such a jump. Mm -hmm. From being tense to just oh, uh, every single person I've ever showed this movie to has jumped at that scene the first time they've seen it. Uh, like I, I've seen that scene a number of times, and it always hits me on. It, it, I, I never expect it. Yeah, it, it really is a. Uh, like I said, I, I'm not somebody who likes a movie that's just nothing but jump scares because I think that's a little cheap. But yeah. this is a case of a jump scare actually done. I'd say right. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. It, it, it's n not only that it, it builds up the tension very well modern I know a lot of uh, modern horror movies tend to uh, do nothing but build up tension and it just ends up uh, kind of fizzling out into nothing like I would say that the difference between this and modern horror movies is uh, yeah they, they they ratchet up the tension but there's enough moments in between that kind of show you the stakes like yeah. um, in the beginning, like, when we finally figure out that the dog is this, uh, this, this monster, like, that's only, like, 20 minutes into the movie, yeah. and it's, like, I don't want to say a showstopper, but it really is a, holy shit, like, look at this, like, you finally understand the stakes involved, yeah. and then every now and again in the middle of the uh, movie, like, there are moments where you find, oh, this person was a monster, this person's a monster, and... Uh, when it does happen again, it shows you just how terrifying this whole thing is. So that while there is tension involved, like it doesn't detract from. It. In fact, it builds the tension even more when you see it. Yeah, because uh, you know there's a lot of uh, like trying to figure out. Okay, how the hell did this guy get infected? Yeah, and then you're like, oh, okay, I see now. You know, so yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically the uh, the movie. One by one, people get killed. People turn into things. You know, and. Uh, and then they, and then it's just pretty much just a showdown at the end. Yeah, it has some of the best practical special effects oh, yeah. uh, in the industry. Uh, and, and like, it, 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 I know if you're squeamish, it's not, you probably should avoid this movie. No, but, don't. You know, you can power through it. Yeah, like I would recommend watching it, but you know, it's it's it, it could get to you if you're if you're if you don't like gore or blood. Like I said, in the in the first 20 minutes, there's a yeah. I said there's a sequence with the uh, like the first time we see the actual threat. Yeah. Um, if you can make it through that scene, and still be like, okay, like I, I that's not and that, that's not enough to detract me from continuing to watch it. Then I don't think there's anything else quite as violent as that, or as quite as squeamish as that. Yeah. Uh, I think the first one, you know, which deservedly so is kind of the thing it sets the tone for the rest of the movie like oh this is this is the type of movie we're doing okay this is fine and, so yeah go ahead so uh, uh i'm gonna go off now uh how would we make this movie well that's a tough question because i have an idea okay um this movie in and of itself is i'm not gonna say perfect but it's it a, is. it's such a great movie it, it's a phenomenal it, it, it you, there's nothing in this movie that needs to be changed it's yeah. a uh, I would say it's an instant home run yeah it is it is like I said before this is one of my uh, one of my favorites of yeah. all time but uh, like, but that's not the question at hand like if because from here I'm just gonna ruin it yeah everything yeah. it's just gonna go downhill from yeah. here and my choice is the thing uh, it's the same set uh, but it's the Three Stooges. Hmm. Ah, nuts to you. <laughs> or they're throwing pies at each other. <laughs> How do I know you're really a thing, Chowderhead? <laughs> he, he, does, he does an eye poke and the eyes eat his fingers off. <laughs> or, um, they, uh, like they do one of their, their, their classic bits where they, uh, 
Like where they like grab a wrench or something, wrench the guy's nose, like Curly's nose. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, but no, his nose falls off and little legs come out of it and start. Mm, you gotta be fucking kidding me! <laughs> uh, how That's a nice time to lose your. <laughs> Fine time to be losing your body part. <laughs> Alright, so. How would I do this? I know when we were watching, I mentioned that uh, I would do it with Muppets, and every time someone became, like, the thing, yeah. they would just be human versions of the Muppet. But I think we can do better. I think I yeah. can do better with this. Um, I'm gonna try to make a legitimate change that might be good. Alright, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm not gonna go silly. I'm also stalling for time because I haven't thought about what this is gonna be yet. <laughs> uh, so I would add one little feature to it. One teeny, tiny, almost microscopic, maybe smaller than, uh, maybe smaller than a quark, maybe smaller than a, a plank length of a ch I, I don't know. It's Dr. House. Hmm. Differential diagnosis, people. What's wrong with this guy? Well, he maybe. seems to have a mouth in his stomach. So, uh, so, it, it's, instead of, uh, Keith David, it's Omar Epps. Yeah. <laughs> he's, um, I think he's an alien. Well, okay. that's some kind of voodoo bullshit, sir. <laughs> An alien. Sure, I'll put that at the top of the list of things that it's not. Uh, what else could it be? Um, lupus? It's never lupus. <laughs> Did you know I was going to say lupus? Yeah, um, if you didn't say lupus, I was going to. See, that's, uh, that's the type of rapport that you get after 20 years <laughs> yeah. of uh, being a friend. Yep, uh, simpatico. So, uh... <laughs> Oh, I, I would have more monsters in it. Like, not just the thing, but... Like a um, Frankenstein monster? Uh, no, no, not that kind like of monster. They, they find a frozen windmill? Okay, okay. I wasn't going to say that, but you might be onto something here. Not a Frankenstein monster. Not right. a Frankenstein. Um, but a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh... And instead of, instead of the... Uh, Instead of the alien, it's a mummy that's like infecting them, wrapping them up in his, you know, like you know, his mummy wraps. And so it's almost like Alien versus Predator, where they found the find this ancient uh, pyramid in south in the South Pole, but it's a mummy instead of an alien. Kinda like, and every time he infects one of them, they become the same person, just wrapped up in mummy, you know, like bandages. I imagine it's the same reverse footage uh, <laughs> that they they use, but it's with bandages instead of exactly. like, tongues and tentacles. And of course, nobody knows that uh, that the person has become a thing yet, become a mummy yet. Even though they're wrapped up in like exactly, <laughs> they're completely wrapped up in bandages, but they're like it could be any one of us. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. We should probably do that. <laughs> Now. It can't be him. <laughs> no, it just can't be him. I'm not going with him. <laughs> Who said I want you to go with me anyway? <laughs> Childs, let him go with you. <laughs> and I imagine that's a mummy in, in bandages, but they're still wearing their Antarctic gear, of course. Of course. Yeah, um, they're still wearing their clothes and their glasses. <laughs> Uh, I imagine that, that that there's one mummy in his roller skates, <laughs> <laughs> listening to Stevie Wonder. Who's Steve also also. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of how I would do it. Yes, uh, <laughs> repl <laughs> replacing the thing with a mummy, mummy. I think would be like. Uh, I don't know how to take this seriously, guys. It's kind of funny because of all like the 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 monsters and groovy ghoulies. Like the mummy's probably the least dignified. He's also the least threatening. Yeah, he's just he's just a he's just a zombie in wrapping paper. <laughs> he's a Christmas zombie. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. All right. So, who would you consider like the groovy ghoulies? Uh. Like the classic groovy yeah, ghoulies? Yeah, yeah. Who would yeah. you consider a classic, you know, you know, monsters? So you have uh, Frankenstein's monster. Okay. You have a, a Dracula. I can see that, yeah. Uh, you have uh, oh, the mummy. The mummy, of course, yeah. And you have the creature from the Black Lagoon. I would include that. And the werewolf. And the wolfman, yes. I would, I would also maybe, um, I know it wasn't in Monster Squad, but I would uh, include the Invisible Man in there. All right, and... 
Maybe Dorian Gray. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. League of Instru- You know what I'm going. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're going for, uh, including him. Uh, yeah, no, I can see. I can see the Invisible Man. Like he had in the 50s or 40s or whatever. He had a string of uh, movies as well. Well, yeah, it was also like it, it was a part of those 1930s movies that that came out around the same time. From uh, was it Warner Brothers? Uh, I want to say so. Yeah, sure, maybe. Um, I just know that. Uh, the there was the first Invisible Man with Claude Rains, and then after that there was a string of sequels starring Vincent Price as the Invisible <laughs> Man, who is the perfect voice for an Invisible yeah. Man. I feel I can see you, but you can't see me. I know when you're showering. You're wearing because- socks. Oh shit! Hold on a second. Okay, is, yeah. is that it? Yeah, that's it. You can't see me, but I can see you. <laughs> I can oh. hear you fine. Uh, oh. <laughs> so I would include, I would throw the Invisible Man in the mix. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, could, especially if we're going to go with Vincent Price. Yeah, it ha- I mean, it can't be anyone other than Vincent Price. But um, it is kind of interesting that you mentioned, like, all the, the ghouls that were from the uh, the Monster Squad. Yeah. Because I remember we talked about this before. Um, like, the Monster Squad was... In the uh, the mid '80s, but yeah. it was like paying homage to the uh, the monsters from like the '30s and '40s. So things yeah. that came like about 40 years before it. So now we're in when uh, we're in like 2020, the were the 2020s. And if we look back at the movies from 40 years ago, that's like the '80s. Yeah. Like the current the current age Monster Squad would be. Like Freddy, Freddy Krueger, Jason, uh, Pinhead, Pinhead, Chucky, uh, 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 Michael Myers. Yeah, like, uh, 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 there's actually a lot more uh, of the '80s groovy ghoulies. But I that, guess, I guess that they'd be the rad, the rad ghoulies. Uh, yes, the rad squad, the the bad rads, <laughs> or the rad bads. Um, like, I would love to see a Monster Squad movie set nowadays where those are the monsters they have to fight because it'd be a little bit darker, I think. It, it, it's kind of interesting to think that uh, I know there were, there were a lot of different uh, vampire, uh, different people who played Dracula, a lot of different people who played, like, the mummy or uh, well, you know, stuff like that. But it, it's, it's interesting to think of maybe... Uh, someone like Freddy Krueger being played by someone other than Robert England. I know they did the remake, mm-hmm. but, you know, just uh, Freddy Krueger being such a, an icon that it, it's almost a it's almost a public domain item. Like, who would you think if, if they were making this Monster Squad thing now? Because Michael Myers and uh, Jason, Jason doesn't really matter because... Leatherface. Yeah. They, they, they all have masks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like... Chucky is just a voice, so you can get Brad Dorf to do him until like until the end of time. Yeah. Um, or Mark Hamill because he did the voice of the new Chucky. You could have two Chucky's. Yeah. Uh, so like it doesn't really matter who these people. But Robert England, like there's a face and a personality there. Yeah. Uh, or Freddy, not Robert England. So um, who would be the the new Freddy? Who would you have play Freddy for the monsters like our Monster Squad? Remake from uh, the, you know twenty twenty. I know they have they have, They had Rorschach uh, yeah. play him in the, but he was he he had a different tone. Like he had a a much darker tone. Which I don't get me wrong. I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was fine. But it, it was I didn't think it captured almost the playfulness of uh, Freddy Krueger because Freddy Krueger was even from the the first movie was uh, you know making yucks here and there like I'm your boyfriend now yeah like yeah just the first Freddy the original Freddy Krueger like you know he didn't get as goofy as he would get later on yeah but he still had uh, he had a sense of humor yeah he had a personality about him which I think is probably why I like those movies well one of the reasons why I like those movies better than any other ones I mean I do like a lot of slasher movies yeah. but Freddy is my favorite but uh, huh, that that is a tough one like. Who could, uh, I think, uh, you know, I think I know who could, uh... I have a who, few, but I want to hear yours. Uh, I forget his... Uh, I'm, I'm terrible with names, but the guy who played, uh, Rocket Raccoon. Oh, Bradley Cooper? Yeah, I think Bradley Cooper. Like, he has, uh, he, he, I think his face could, uh, work with, uh, Freddy. And, uh, and, yeah, all you have to do is kind of make your voice gravelly and say bitch a lot, and then you're good. <laughs> yeah, let's do this, bitch. I um, 
I, I have a, two ideas in my mind. Go on. One of which I think was rumored to play him for a while, um, and then they gave it to Rorschach, I guess because he was younger, but uh, Kevin Bacon was one of them. Hmm. Which I think would be a very good, uh, definitely a very good Freddy. Yeah. Um, number two, actually I got three now. Uh, number two would be William Fichtner. Uh, 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 Mahone from Prison Break. Oh yeah, he would be a very good Freddy. Because I think that he can have he can have a little bit of a, a a sense of humor, but you know he also has a, a presence about him. Yeah, like ha ha, you and your friends are dead. <laughs> <laughs> or number three, and this is a simple one, because uh, everyone can be played by him. I feel is Idris Elba. Yeah, uh, I mean, do you see that? Did you see him play Knuckles? The guy can be intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to prime time, bitch. <laughs> He'd be a very dignified Freddy, but I think he can, you know, he has enough, uh, I mean, he was fucking, I think, Stringer Bell uh, from The Wire, so he has a, a, a certain amount of intimidation behind him. Yeah. Um, and he has, like, a deep, rich, lustrous voice. I know, you always tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's too weird to say that I love Idris Elba. Oh, yeah. I never, I don't think it's too much to tell you how velvety and, uh, <laughs> and smooth. smooth it is and how strong and safe <laughs> his arms are. It's like being wrapped up by, uh, uh, by a very, very safe, warm bubble. <laughs> <laughs> it's like laying on a chase couch listening to him talk. <laughs> and yeah, so Idris Elba is awesome. Um, yeah. And I think he would be a fine Freddy. Yeah, I think he'd do all right. I, I, I don't know. I... Like, Idris El like after after seeing him as McCavity, like I, <laughs> like it kind of uh, took his intimidation a bit down for me. I don't know, I because uh, meow. He, he yeah, he was the best part of. Okay, he wasn't the best part. I'd say Ian McKellen was the best part of Cats, but there was no best part of Cats. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it because it I like John Voight in it. Yeah, <laughs> I liked Cats because it was so. Like, don't get me wrong, I like Cats because I hated it a lot, if that makes sense. It was a movie so bad that it just wrapped around to being, like, good again. Like, I can't believe what I'm seeing. I- the first time we watched it, I remember I didn't stop cackling with laughter. And, yeah, and, and I you was, shook. I, I- I think I was doubled over in pain. Like, you shook, you were- you were just, you know, your hair was falling out, you were sweating. <laughs> you were puking, you were complaining, you couldn't smell or well, taste anything. You did- you did give me, uh, all those meals in the iridium- what was it, the, uh, uranium- uh, silver, uh, uranium, uh, uh, cu Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Like, I know there- there's, a uh, Radiation poisoning, I think. Well, yeah, getting. I'm getting with radiation poisoning, but there actually used to be, like, dishes and bowls they would, uh, infuse with, like, uranium. <laughs> or guano. Poop? Yeah. There's poop plates? Well, in Ace Ventura there was. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was in the second one, not the first one. Well, I, I figured that. <laughs> hey, uh, the bats were kind of a theme in the- in, in the second one. Jim Carrey as Freddy Krueger. Hmm. Would it be to Jim Carrey? Or would it be... You know, alright, hear me out here. Uh, I'm listening. Hear me for a second. Um, I'm not saying tone down Jim Carrey, you know, being Jim Carrey. I'm not saying that. Uh, but I do think that if he played it the right way, his manic energy could almost be terrifying. I, I think he has definitely the energy of... Uh, you know, you know, Nightmare Six. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm thinking back at like I know he's done. I don't think he's done straight up horror, but he's uh, done number twenty three. I don't think that's horror. I, I think, think that's more a, thriller, isn't I thought, it? I thought it was supposed to be horror. Uh, at least but, that's what it was billed as. But I think that was his first one, and uh, that like, majestic. Was that horror? No, not at all. Yeah, if you consider. Uh, if you was, consider the reviews, it was. It was horror for Warner Brothers. <laughs> it's horror for the box office. <laughs> but go on. Uh, he, I, could, I would like to... Let me put it this way. I would like for him to give it a try. Especially if we're going for a kid's movie. Um, I don't want it to be a kid's Freddy... Uh, I guess that you're saying it is a monster yeah. squad. But I, I am kind of interested to see what a, a manic Freddy would be like. Because... Uh, I think that it could wrap around from... It would start off kind of goofy, but yeah. I think that it could wrap around all the way into being a new type of terror that no one's ever seen before. Like, 
There's never been a, a, a horror slasher that, uh, is so gleeful about it that, um, that it almost huh. feels like, you know, you dying is such an inevitability that the guy's almost having fun with it. Like, yeah, Freddy's having fun, but he's not jumping around having glee parties about it. So it's almost as if the Mad Hatter, uh, was, was, was a murderer. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, something like that. I think that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, especially if, like, you're walking around and you just hear the... <laughs> You know, and well, that wouldn't be too scary, but oh, uh, what's this freak doing? Uh, you know, this isn't very scary. And then you know, he, he stabs you, and he starts dancing in your blood and everything like that. Maybe it wouldn't be scary. Yeah, it'd just it'd be a little goofy. Uh, so maybe it wouldn't work. I don't know. I think there's a. I think there could be a good uh, balance between uh, ridiculously goofy and also sheer terror. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it would be. It would have. It's. Uh, it would almost have to be, like, a, hmm, like a, almost, you would almost have to have, like, a, a, a saw scenario where it's these two guys trapped in the room and one's, like, a, 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 a manic lunatic. Hmm, that's actually kind of, like, es especially if our main character is the guy who's not the manic lunatic. Yeah. And it's basically a, like, you don't know the exact, like, you're not told the exact, um, the exact rules at first, but you know that... One of these guys has to die. Yeah, one has to die in order to, to make it out. Yep. And, like, you don't know what it could be, you know, like, you don't know what the weapon's gonna be, you don't know how the rules are gonna play out, but you know that only one of you's getting out of this room. They're both chained on each side of the wall at first, or you're, like, you know, locked up in some sort of a... Like, maybe it was, like, a glass or something between them at first. I, I would imagine, it, you know, they're, uh, they're kind of, uh stuck in a scenario where they have to cooperate in order to uh, stay alive like uh, they're on the let's say for example they're on these two balance these two plates that have to stay in balance okay and if uh, one of them steps off the other one will fall but or something like that but one of them has to die in order to in order to uh Okay, or it's it's kind of like a maybe an escape room scenario where they have to work cooperatively for ninety percent of the thing, or else both of them die. Yeah. But at the very end, there's only one key. Yeah, and it's gonna have to come down to who you know who wants it more. And the whole time, like you know, our 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 main guy, he's uh, he's pretty much just a straight gruff kind of like oh, I don't want to do this. What, what's wrong with I just want my family back? You know, <laughs> yeah, the kind of guy. And the other guy is like. Uh, like a uh, Jim Carrey on crack kind of thing. Uh, he's the Joker, pretty much. Yeah, only uh, I don't want to go Joker territory. I just want to go. He's just a manic loose cannon, which I guess is the Joker. But yeah. uh, you know, he's you know he he is uh, he he's helping, but but is he? Yeah, he's helping in a way that it kind of makes you untrustworthy, and you know that this guy cannot be trusted to the point where. Does does this guy even want to make it out of the room? Like, would he rather fuck us both in order to, you know, just satisfy his sick glee? And, and you, you almost have to... It almost requires a third character just to be the go-between. Hmm. Like, just to be the buffer. I would say that the third character is a voice, you know, throughout the thing that's... Like a, like a jigsaw? Yeah, type of thing, like... Yeah, explaining some of the rules and helping them out, and every now and again stepping in to, you know, like, explain, like, another challenge, like, Oh, you see these logs? They are burning logs. Oh, in order to make it across, you must... Oh, that'd be weird. There's a... There's like, uh... Like, you know, there's a bridge that one person has to cross in order to open a door so they both can get out. Yeah. And in order to keep this bridge up, like, the uh, one guy has to constantly crank something in order to keep this bridge from, like, collapsing. And the guy who's cranking is, of course, the Jim Carrey guy, while the other guy <laughs> has to walk across this bridge. Not sure whether or not this guy's gonna just be like, it's more fun to watch him fall, even though we'll both die, kind uh, of thing. I, uh, for some reason... Uh, in my mind's eye, I picture it's one of those old, uh, drawbridge, not drawbridges, but one of those old rope bridges. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, what the crank does is it just kind of makes the rope bridge a treadmill. And it does that because, uh, he, you know, you have to keep ahead of the fire. Okay. So you have to crank the, the, the bridge, uh, to pull the bridge back in order to, uh, 
you know, keep the fire from reaching the other person, but it's also hindering the other person from getting to the other end. Like, I, uh... So I imagine the, you know, Jim Carrey character kind of just cranking it too fast. Like, slow it down, just slow it down a bit. (laughs) 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 Okay, okay, okay. I'm really doing it now, I'm really slowing it down. the fire's getting to me now. Okay, I'm slowing it down. Slowing it down. Out of the fire. No, no, he's slowing it down. He's slowing it down. And then he cranks it real fast. <laughs> like once he starts getting a little bit ahead of the fire, he just you know cranks it back up, you know, just to just to fuck with the guy a little bit. Well, you need to crank it in order to get the fire. Oh, you need to crank it faster and faster. Well, yeah, the the crank uh, it pulls the fire back. But, oh, I see. Uh, yeah. So every now and again, he'll slow it down. Ooh, we well, better fu- hurry. You so better fire. hurry. You better hurry. Okay. <laughs> oh, too fast. It's a balancing act. Now, the reason I came up with the, the rope bridge thing is um, back in the day, there was this game called Resident Evil 5. Uh, I'm sure you've played it many of times, or at least twice. Um, <laughs> and I used to play, I played with like about four or five different friends. And there's uh-huh. this one area where you're trying to get to where um, you have to basically hold this thing up. And if you push a button, like the bridge collapses and the other person who has to get across will die. Yeah. And I was always at the, the button. <laughs> and you were the wrong person to leave at the button. I think... At least, if I played this game with my friend ten times, which is an easy estimate, seven of those ten times I just said, I'm ready to do this area again, and just let him fall to his yeah. death. Yeah, I, I've known you long enough to say that I'm the one on the button. <laughs> well, it, like, it depends on who you pick, because, like, you know, only certain characters know certain oh, areas. Oh, really? Yeah. And I always played as Sheva, because I liked Sheva. And, uh, yeah, that, that's how it would go. And the funniest thing is, even when I didn't drop it, I remember my buddy Chris would be... Like, his heart would race the entire time. Like, he'd try to go as fast as he could in order to get to it. Like, Mark, please don't do this. Like, don't worry, don't worry. He'd, you know, scurry across. He'd go, and then he'd back up a little bit, and then he'd, you know, run across and start trying to do the thing he needed to do. And, you know, there were times I wouldn't do it where he was like, oh, oh, thank goodness. But there were times I'd wait for him to almost get through, and then I'd be like, ah, we're doing this again. (laughs) It's why I'm glad we don't live in a zero consequences universe. I don't know. I think uh, zero consequences would be fine. I'd see myself going off a lot of bridges. Yeah, but so would I. (laughs) True. Like, it's zero consequences. Who cares? Well, the consequences, I have to buy a new car. (laughs) I remember the, uh, I remember we talked about this idea of zero consequence, like, like just for a day. You know, if we had a genie's lamp, we would just wish for a zero consequence day, where we could just do whatever we wanted for a day with no consequence. If we yeah. if we died, like ching, we'd just pop up again. You know. Yeah. And I remember we uh, we determined that it would end with us like in a like World War One style dogfight over the Grand Canyon. <laughs> what like uh, what a in, in biplanes? Yes. <laughs> and, I thought you meant like us in trenches. No. <laughs> Like Mark, I know you launched. Uh, I know you launched chemical warfare at me. We said no chemical warfare. Yeah, zero consequences. Yeah, but Geneva's pissed. <laughs> oh, Geneva's pissed. They're always pissed. When, when, what war have they ever liked? <laughs> They're just anti-war. I feel. I, I, I can't get approval for. I can't kill a person without them, you know, folding their arms and shaking their fist. Ah, oh, damn it! I got trench foot. <laughs> ah, shit. Well, at least it won't c- follow me till tomorrow. All right, uh, I got trench foot. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's gone now. Well, uh, I figured you got you somehow you got trench foot in the biplane. Well, I, I got I like I imagine this was you know we're in the biplanes after the trench warfare. Oh, okay. And then as I'm in the biplane, my, I get I figured out I get trench foot and then just take a nosedive. I, I thought it was just we're fighting each other in biplanes. And you look down, and you just had trench foot for some reason. Which I, I don't know what was it just soggy feet? Yeah, and like well, World War One. I, I guess you're bound to get trench foot no matter yeah. where you are. <laughs> Look, you saw their boots. <laughs> They're just designed to get trench foot. But you're in an airplane. What, there's no moisture in the atmosphere? <laughs> <sighs> Fine, okay. We're in the Grand Canyon. It's arid. Yeah, okay. Look at the clouds, Britain. What cloud? Oh. <sighs> I'm not flying in that cloud again. It's only one cloud in the entire sky, and it's like tiny. <laughs> but it's enough to get me trench, trench foot. foot. Yeah. <laughs> the boots are pretty much pre-installed with trench foot. It's just full. You know, like they, you know, unfortunately, there's a fungus factory next door to the boot factory. <laughs> like 
the boots when they're dry are absolutely fine, but the second you introduce a little bit of moisture, it's just uh, like it, it, it's like putting a drop of water on a on a gremlin. You're immediately a petri dish. Yeah, <laughs> it spreads quickly. Like ah, son of a. <sighs> it's like that favorite scene of yours from the movie. <laughs> One of you is gonna get trench foot. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna show you what I already know. Oh. <laughs> oh. Trench foot. <laughs> I think that's going to be one of our one of our things for this uh, podcast. One of uh, our trench. It's well. First off, the phrase "trench foot" is a fun phrase. It really to say. is. Like I think we've said "trench foot" at least twenty times. Uh, in this. And you're going to hear it a lot more. Like at from here on out, we're going to say only "trench foot." This is the trench foot cast. So we're just going to trench foot, trench foot, trench foot, trench foot. Trench foot, trench foot. <laughs> trench foot, yeah, trench foot. Eat yourself a trench foot. Yeah, trench foot, too, too. <gasps> too soon. Too soon. Ah, trench foot. Son of a trench foot. <laughs> no, we only say trench foot. Oh. Only trench foot. Trench foot, a trench foot. <laughs> trench foot, trench foot, trench foot, trench foot. Trench foot, uh. Trench foot, roll out! <laughs> We, we've gone too far, I think. Maddie had a metal trench foot and reached his night of snow. And everywhere the trench foot went, the trench foot sure to follow. Yes. So, on the <laughs> subject of trench foot, let's get back to... I don't even know what the hell we're talking... All uh, I can think now is uh, trench oh, foot. zero consequences. Oh, the zero consequence universe. I guess it would have to come down to us fighting each other to the death at some point. Well, at some point, I, I figure that's the entire day. I mean, I'm sure it escalated. Well, I mean, zero consequence. Like, I, I think I would start off with other things before I moved on to murder. I guess, like, uh, like I, I'm gonna eat all this ice cream. I, uh, Calories be damned. Like the the <laughs> that's a I, that's pretty. <laughs> I guess a funny way to do it, but like, I, I, start I, small. <laughs> but I uh, I don't know. Like, how do you, I I would be afraid to test it out. Like, what you know? What what if uh. Like, what if the genie's just one of those liar genies? Like, I would start off with, again, something maybe small that, uh, that would, like, you know, alright, um, well, I guess, I, I guess I would have to commit murder. Yeah, okay. Like, I wouldn't do it on myself first. I'd be like, alright, hold on a second, let's, uh, how, maybe, like, alright, so every living thing, like, just comes back after death. Yes. I just step on, like, a bug or something to see if it comes back. I think we're good, Burton. All right. All right. Though the uh, <laughs> though I imagine because you you almost need a lawyer with genies, <laughs> uh, because like you said, every living thing. So that means everything that was ever dead. Yeah, everything uh, is alive right now. Okay. So smallpox. <laughs> oh, oh, alive right now. So okay. smallpox. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. I think it would be one of those things that escalate where I'd start off by going into like, like somewhere like random. Like I'd go into like Fort Dix or something, and I would just be like, "You guys are all a bunch of sissies," and just you know, oh, okay, just have them beat me up and have the zero consequence thing, you know, like rear its ugly head eventually. Like, or is it is it just death? Like, what is a zero consequence? Like, will I not get hurt? Because you know, that would suck too. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's... Uh, these are kind of your rules, so... Like, alright, so I want no pain, no nothing. Like I said, no consequences. Like, I'll... I guess I... Once... Once I've made sure that there are zero consequences, the genie's not fucking us over... Yeah. Like, I would probably just jump into, like, you know, a lake, and then just start breathing underwater. Yeah, if you're gonna go that far, you might as well go to Challenger Deep. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, we only get 24 hours to do this. Yeah. Well, you don't think you can get to the bottom and back? Well, I guess not. Like, like zero, like, I guess uh, at 24 hours, you're just gonna be crushed. Like, uh, <laughs> and that's where the day passes, and that's how I end. Like, I mean, I'm sure breathing underwater would kill me, because, you know, even though it's zero consequences, I guess I'll still pop back up like a, like a one-up kind of thing. Yeah. Or is it just we're invulnerable, invincible for 24 hours? I, I, I guess the, uh... Oh, yeah, like I said, these are your rules. Alright, so... Yeah, invincible for 24 hours. So, yeah, you invincible could go Invincible and vulnerable, yeah. So you could go to Challenger Deep, if you wish to, but you, have to, you got a time limit. Yeah, I, like, I don't want to waste all my time doing that. I, I just want to... 
swim under a lake or something. Uh, just put a balloon on yourself. As I, there's plenty of things that I want to be doing, though. I don't want to spend half my day just swimming to one spot. I guess. Like, uh, like again, maybe just... Alright, let me go under this lake real quick. Uh, Alright, oh, I... <laughs> this water's I've, dirty. I've, I've, I've fulfilled my quota. I think I will, uh... I think I'll drive this car off a cliff. And I just crash into a pole because I can't drive. I, I would, I would want to see what the whole hubbub is like inside a particle accelerator. <laughs> All right, let's see what these particles look like when they smash. Huh. Well, that... I couldn't see anything. <laughs> All right, Britain. Uh, see, I, I'm already thinking of things I would do if, again, like, all right, Genie, I also want, like, whatever I want just to appear for this day. Like, all right. we own the universe today. So, so for, for a day where these invulnerable gods. Yeah. Like Popeye versus Bluto. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, I want a catapult. And I would just ride a catapult to see where it would take me. All right, let's see. Uh, oh, or I'd put a catapult and that'd put like a wingsuit on me. I've never, you know, used a wingsuit before, but this is the perfect opportunity to learn. Yeah, I think this would be the perfect opportunity. Uh, what I would do if we're going to do the catapult route, I, I, I forget which tribe would do it, but they would uh, hook a guy's head up to a catapult and then cut their head off so their head would fly. <laughs> I would just want to see what that's like before I, I just, yeah, and, pop you know, back come in. back in, like, oh. It's like, it's freedom! It's complete because your mouth goes through a branch and you spin around. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna pop him back. You have to say this, you have to say the, the, the word. What word? You have to say the word. You uh, told me the word! The word is pop back. You have to say pop back clearly, I have to know it's pop back. <laughs> The bird comes and pecks your eyes out. Builds a nest. Oh, <laughs> Ah, gee, Brian, that sucks. I'm a daddy. <laughs> I would, uh... Say, no rules, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Um, and I guess I have the, the power to do whatever I want. Uh, yeah, I guess I would, I guess I would go to, like, a very, very high building and just kind of, uh... You know, just experience weightlessness for a few seconds and just like, wee Again, maybe I'd put a, a wingsuit on to see where I could fly. Now, are we bound by physics? Ah, uh, yeah. Aw. Yeah. Uh, unless there's something that we don't want to be bound by physics by. I would just... I want to see what it's like if I convert all of my mass to energy. <laughs> I, I guess... <laughs> That wasn't very impressive. I was thinking it would be a huge explosion, but... Nope. No, just a... Ugh, that is Britain. <laughs> That's Britain all over. See, I would go into a volcano and just swim. Ugh. See how deep down I can go. I imagine you're doing a backstroke and just spit out lava. <laughs> I try to get synchronized swimmers to go in and jump in with me, but they're, they're not bound burn. by the same rules we are. Like, ah, they'll be back tomorrow, I, I think. I uh, imagine you all dive in and, like, 12 skeletons surround you <laughs> as you come up through the center. Like, you just see my- I, I jump down and you just see my legs, you know, flipping back and forth, you know, just this kind of, you know, like, twiddling. <laughs> like, mark it out of there. Come on, we got to fight now. The, oh. park, the park ranger's pissed. <laughs> hey, boo-boo. Let's see. Uh, that's why I'd, I'd smack a bear. <laughs> Punch him right in his yeah. snoot. <laughs> there, you dumb animal. <laughs> Just punch your way out. Like, that's fine. Everything comes back tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, we, no consequences. We can do whatever that we want. That bear is fine to me, though. <laughs> he has a vendetta. Like, he has no suffered an indignity. <laughs> Nobody does this. To Quan Chi, the bear. <laughs> Quan Chi? Yeah, I don't know why, I picked a random guy from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Nobody messes with Bear Man. Uh, it's hard to think of a cool bear name. Uh, they, don't, they don't have cool names, they're usually yeah, something they're like dumb. Bumbo. <laughs> Bumbo the bear. <laughs> Nobody messes with Bumbo and gets away with it. 
Like, then from then on, you have to... It's like it follows. This is a bear that's constantly chasing you. I, I imagine he... I, he, he he's, he's sneaky about it. Like, he has a trench coat and a fedora. <laughs> he's waiting down an alleyway reading a newspaper. Like, he, he interacts like, you know, a normal person. He goes to movie theaters. Like, Where do they come up with this stuff? <laughs> Like, he, he, he's trying to... Like, he's methodical. He's trying to plan out his assassination. <laughs> he's not slow, but he is smart. <laughs> it's like he... He he works at your... Uh, he works at your company for, like, two and a half years, becomes promoted, becomes your manager. <laughs> and then calls me in the office to, to lay me off and yeah. then just eats me. Like... Like, uh, he waits for you to make a mistake that's unworthy of you come- Like, I'm sorry, boss, that, uh, I thought that- It's you! Bumbo! That's <laughs> not my name! That's oh. my name to you. And I imagine you escape there, and you just relocate. <laughs> you're- you you were the bear? But I was at your wedding! I was the best man! Bumbo, <laughs> And, uh... Like, no matter what happens, like, he tries so many different things to get to you. Like, you have to keep on relocating to different cities. <laughs> I get into witness protection. And it doesn't matter. He will always find you, but you're always on alert. Because bears have a... I think they have a, a better sense of smell than dogs. And I think they have, like, a... Don't they have, like, a 20 or 30 year, like, lifespan? Something like yeah, that. So he, I think they live a, a good amount of time. So he, he's got time to play with, is what I'm saying. If it kills him, he will. <laughs> and now I imagine the climax of this this whole thing because this is now a movie in my head. Yeah. Of a like it doesn't even have to be you, just a man who wronged a bear and a bear <laughs> finding different ways to find him and like you know he's giving chase on a tricycle. Like he will always try to ingratiate himself into whatever situation, and no matter where the guy hides, the bear. You know, we'll find him and try to eat him. And the guy always escapes by the skin and the teeth. Yeah. But I imagine it comes down to a fist fight where you're both on parachutes. <laughs> well, there's one parachute and you all are falling from a plane and it's a fight and whoever wins gets the parachute. Yeah, so, so a plane is in like a nosedive and we're almost floating yeah. <laughs> in, in, this, uh, in this plane as it's diving and we're... Both have one hand on the parachute and we're punching the other one. I imagine that it's kind of the, the plane is from a very, very, very high distance. So there's yeah, plenty it, of time. It's a Concorde. Uh, <laughs> and I imagine it's spinning around as it's nose diving. Yeah. It's not even nose diving. It's, it, maybe it's at a 30 degree angle as it's crashing. You just know it's going down. Yeah. And it's spinning around. So it's almost like the fight from Inception where the hallway's <laughs> spinning. So you're jumping off walls and like none of you have a firm grasp on. The parachute, but you're jumping off from wall to wall to try to get to it while you're fighting midair. And it looks like the bear's gonna beat me. Like he has me dead to rights before a bag of marshmallows floats <laughs> by and distracts him. Well, I imagine that every single time one of you gets it, the other one like decks the other and takes it and it floats around. But I think the thing that ends up saving you, yeah. at the, or I'm sorry, the main character at the very end is uh, like one of the things that the that the plane is carrying for some reason is bear mace. Like the, the bear, bear spray, yeah, the bear repellent spray, and it just falls off and lands, and you grab it and spray it, and it's just enough for you to get the advantage and jump out and. Like I, I use the spray not only to spray the bear but to propel me towards the parachute. <laughs> and the last thing you see as you jump out is just the bear looking at you, and then the plane crashes, and right before you land, you see the bear bounding towards you, and you're <laughs> floating helplessly. Like he's half burnt. But that's not, it's, it's not, it's not enough to stop him. I imagine as he's going down with the ship, uh, so to speak, it's like, he, he just gives me a, just a look like, you bested me. <laughs> like it's a, it's a, like he, he, he hates me uh, on an almost visceral and instinctive level, but there is a sense of respect. Yeah, like he knows that this was a well-fought victory. Yeah, he there... just wishes it could have been him. Yeah. Um... I think that the last thing he does is he tips his fez that he's wearing. <laughs> because apparently he, if he's riding a tricycle, he's got to have a little fez. Yeah. Um, and then the plane crashes and then that's it. Yeah. It's, it. you know, again, this is a ridiculous story, but there's a small part of me that would... That would stick through it to the end. Uh, uh, are you kidding me? Like a, a uh, I would, I would 
I would be on board from the get go like, from the get go. Like a, a a bear hunting a person, but it's it's anthropomorphized. Yeah, it's a very intelligent bear, and it comes down to a fist fight on a plane that's about to crash for the parachute. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would be. I would be very much on board with this. Like, this is the type of movies that I, I, I live for. I, I love asinine and ridiculous movies. Asinine, ridiculous, but still logical. Yeah, there's there's a certain amount of tension behind it, and that's almost what makes it enjoyable. It's like yeah. we're not doing something like, oh, look how random this is. This is funny. It's like, no. There's an actual story here of a man, a bear hunting a man, and it reaches a proper climax. Like if you if you replace the bear with just another guy, it would be a kind of a standard, if not boring, thriller. Yeah. Uh, but you replace the the guy with a bear, and all of a sudden the the stakes are that much higher. Like because a regular human being fist fighting a bear is a no contest. The bear yeah. is gonna win, you know. Because it's a bear. Yeah. I imagine it's a big brown bear, you know? Yeah, it's a grizzly. Okay, yeah. It's like Grizzly Rage 3. Yeah. <laughs> there was a second one? I think there was. I'm not 100% oh, sure, we gotta, but... we gotta find that one. I think there was. And, uh, so yeah, this is... This is our bear movie. And, uh... Again, I... I know it's ridiculous, but if you want... If, if this is a movie that you might be interested in... Please comment on us, and it's at yeah. nowdigonthis.podbean.com. Leave us a message or a comment. If you think it's stupid, tell us. If you think this is ridiculous and you don't share our worldview for bear movies, tell us. But this would be much better than a Yogi Bear movie. Uh, if you do like it, tell us what you think it should be called. Yes. Would it be Grizzly Rage 3? Would it be, um... Bear Follows? <laughs> would it be the... <laughs> The the bear hunt would it be the uh, the great honey hunt, <laughs> or would you call it barely escaped? Hmm. Or would it be something like completely ridiculous, or like a a very common name for a movie that you know, like uh, like the great hunt, you know, where people are like, oh, I don't know what this is about, or the revenant, like I don't know what this <laughs> is about. Let me see. You pop it on, you're like. What am I watching here? This is so stupid that I can't look away. And the Revenant, like the bear, the bear was barely in the Revenant. Yeah. Like the bear was heavily featured in the trailers, and then you know he was barely in the movie. Like uh, you know Kevin Sorbo in that. Uh, oh, the <laughs> the Revenant or the the Reliant. Yeah, the Reliant. Like uh, like I. I don't think this movie would be on the same level as something as, like, Velocipaster, where it's like, oh, we're making an intentionally bad movie, let's make it as stupid as we can, like, no, this is just a, we want to make a legitimately interesting thriller of a movie with just a stupid premise. Yeah. A, you know, take a ridiculous premise and try to make the movie as good as possible. Al almost like Snakes on a Plane. Yeah. Instead of taking a movie that has a stupid premise and just saying, let's just make it as stupid as possible. Yeah. That's not fun. Mm -mm. Like, take something dumb, but try to make it fun. Make it interesting. Make it... Give your... Give your all if you're gonna do something stupid. Yeah. And on that note, The Thing. Phenomenal movie. If you have not seen The Thing from 1982 in particular, uh, you, you are genuinely missing out. Probably one of the uh, best suspenseful movies, uh, best uh, practical effects movies, uh, and one of, I think, Kurt Russell's best performances. Yeah, I, I can agree with everything that Britton just said. Um, to me, this is a, a movie that I think almost captures horror better than... It's a different kind of horror than you'll see in most other movies, where mm -hmm. it is just paranoid fear. And that is such an interesting idea that isn't explored a lot. So, uh, yeah, check it out. It's a it's a great movie, one of my favorites, and uh, is hopefully, to me, a very good lead-in to Antarctica. Right. And on that note, uh, take it easy, everybody. Uh, toodaloo. That'll hold a little SOBs.